Greetings and welcome to Technology in Tangent with Castle Technology Partners. I'm Joshua Brown, the Director of Sales and Marketing for Castle Technology Partners, and my partner here is Mr. Jeff Robb, the President of Castle Technology Partners. So we're going to go ahead and jump into Technology in Tangent. So, Jeff, just to get to have the backstory of Castle Technology uh, forefront. Um, it is based off the research that I have done. It is my understanding that Castle Technology kind of uh, became a was the brainchild of a company that was known as Executone that was started by your father in 1991, and that company was was exclusively selling Executone nurse call and telephone uh, equipment for businesses. That is correct. We sold only Executone phone systems and only Executone nurse call systems. So where from from there in the years that was there, because I, I, I think you told me that you started out in the company when you were like, what, 14, 15? 15. <laughs> so how was that? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Well. Like, how was that? I mean, how was working for your dad at 15 compared to where you've seen the company to where it's at today? Technology has definitely come a long way. Things were much more hardware-based than software-based. So now everything's done in programming. So from the start of Executone in 1991, uh, when did Executone and why did it become uh, idea come of the Gulf Coast. What was the the vision then? There was no vision. Mm. The Executone got bought by a company called Tyco, ah. and Tyco decided they didn't want to keep the Executone branding. So, all of the people that were Executone dealers got together and formed this Idea Com group. It basically is. It's not a franchise. There is no central IdeaCom management somewhere that manages all the IdeaComs. They're all independently owned. It's literally just a buying group where this group can come together and negotiate with manufacturers for better pricing, for better products. Instead of us going to someone and saying, we'll buy $10,000 worth of cable from you this year, we can go and say, as a group, we'll buy $500,000 worth of cable for me. And from there, the, the name is IdeaCom of the Gulf Coast, so you're, you're, you're focused on the Gulf Coast area. What is that? Uh, I know we're all from around here, so we usually think the Gulf Coast as, you know, Baldwin County, Mobile, Pensacola, and the Mississippi. What, what all is IdeaCom of the Gulf Coast's territory? So we go from Panama City in Florida to the Mississippi-Louisiana state line along the, the Gulf Coast. And in Alabama, we go as far north as Huntsville. Okay. And and out of Idea Come of the Gulf Coast, which was the, the second name, um, Castle Technology Partners was able to come into existence. Uh, and and I, if I'm – my history – uh, reads correctly. It came out of out of your head when you became president of IdeaCom of the Gulf Coast. So, what was what was going on that brought about it to you that hey, 
you know, I think I want to go into this MSP route as well. It was something I'd always wanted to do. I saw this coming in, in 2000 as, as you had more IP systems start to, to roll out. Cameras went from coax to, to IP. I saw everything coming. We just weren't ready yet because we were concentrating on nurse health. As our nurse call business has grown, we have enough capacity now that we've been able to take on this MSP side. So now some of the services that Council Technology Partners covers that we'll be going over in, uh, over the, during, during the series of this uh, podcast that we're, that we're starting um, are access controls, video surveillance, uh, structured cabling, uh, computer and networks, uh, security, computer and network management, business telephone systems. Um, so it's, it's very diverse uh, services that are offered to businesses within that same region of territory, um, uh, correct? Yes. Now, I, I bring that up because I want to go into where the rubber met the road with Castle Technology Partners. Uh, I believe uh, about seven years ago that you really started to push, you know, that MSP side, and then you were kind of still trying to figure some things out. And, and around about 2020, you added a person onto your team to kind of head up that. You might want to give a little insights to the people. We brought Katie Wagner on, who had experience in this industry, and decided that now was the right time to go ahead and really make a push to, to grow this side of the business. And shortly, uh, I say shortly, but some months after Katie came about, uh, we also brought on uh, Kate Wagner, who became the director of operations for Castle Technology Partners. Yes, so we added Kate probably a little under a year after Katie was here. And we've just grown our team since then. Titus came on, and Kristen, and then Ken Steiner. And we've just grown it from there. And, you know, the, the one thing that we always are saying to, to uh, prospective clients is that we want to empower you through technology. And that is an outward reflection from within castle is what i've i've learned that you know even within the house we are empowering each other and and, and continuously putting that those continuing education uh points in so we're continuously learning and you know giving that information out to to the public yes i continuing education is a huge thing for me technology is changing rapidly every day so we are always looking for new certifications new classes new products what's coming out in the market that can meet people's needs future forward looking is, is a big deal for us because you know so then we go into the question because you know a difficulty that that i have or an obstacle or hurdle to to get over is when when I'm out at a networking event or I'm just out in public and they say, hey, what do you do? Um, and I say, well, 
I work for an MSP company. And a lot of people don't understand the term, you know, MSP. Now, it, it makes sense to us, but to your average, you know, attorney or to your average mom and pop shop, that may be something that's not directly in their industry that they know of. So when, when, and when I say MSP, that's managed service provider. So what are the benefits or just what is the managed service provider to business owners? So I can tell you this, that is my least favorite question to answer mm. because it is almost impossible to answer in an, a quick, easy way. So the biggest problem with a managed service provider is what do you manage and what services? Mm -hmm. Years ago when, when this industry started, we all got together and settled on managed service provider. It really should be managed IT service provider but it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. So MSP is what what stuck instead of MITSP. <laughs> so yeah. if you think about it, we can come in and manage all of your technology. There's a there's a phrase that, that we use on the nurse call side. It's called one throat would choke. <laughs> so instead of your network guy coming in and blaming the phone guy who is then blaming your telephone provider, you've got one person to call and say, why doesn't this work? Yeah. And from there, it's uh, up to us to figure it out. In my experience, I've, I've seen uh, MITSP, <laughs> but managed IT service providers, uh, they'll, they'll monitor and manage your, your, your computer, your network, your emails, they'll even probably supply uh, the business phones. But going as far as, hey, we're, we're also going to do your structured cabling. We're also going to do your video surveillance, and we're also going to do your access controls. So that, that encompasses a lot of services, but it goes with that philosophy of, hey, we can manage all of your IT, and you only have one person to call when something goes down. So, you know, and I've seen the uh, the investment of, of time, energy, and, and other resources into making sure that Castle can, can back up the services that they're providing, such as structured cabling. You know, we, we have a, a well-equipped uh, warehouse where we store these uh, uh, items that are needed and also, you know, the forklifts and so. So our team and our technicians that are out in the field have the tools that are necessary for them to complete the jobs for all of our clients. We will never sell something that we cannot support. That's one of our biggest things. 31 years in, in the nurse call business, we have never had a facility that was down due to our inability to fix something or have to have specialized equipment for it. Now, because that goes into... Um, and it kind of kind of slipped my mind just now, but going into never selling equipment or, or services that you can't support, um, it's not a place of arrogance at all. But have there been clients or or potential clients that you've turned down over the years? Absolutely. Well, why? So, and and I ask that question because. And, and try to cue it up correctly. Um, 
there are instances where we come across and I have uh, business owners who maybe they don't quite understand the full depth of the IT world. So our recommendations may be kind of, you know, a little far out for them, but it's what we've assessed as the experts in the field that meets their needs and also meets their budget. Uh, and sometimes they're, they're like, you know, hey, I know you said bring in that brand new computer because mine is 20 years old, but I want you to drop your 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 tools on my 20 year old computer. What I mean, what are the difficulties and what are the, the pros and cons of that 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 may result in saying, hey, well, we can't we can't service you. I think the biggest part of that is we can't sell something to you that we know won't work. Mm -hmm. I've had instances where people did not have the budget for what they wanted to do and wanted us to get by with the bare minimum, and the bare minimum wasn't even a functional system. And I know that if we go in and do it, it's not going to work. You aren't going to be happy with it, and I'm not going to give it to you. At that point, we can sit down and figure out what will work at a bare minimum and develop a plan. This year, let's do this. Next year, let's do this. Have some sort of a technology roadmap where over the next two to three years, we get this thing built out like you want. Uh, for our listeners, that's, that's one of the things that is kind of our bread and butter in our, in our secret sauce is um, we actively take the approach of being your business partner. And we're your business IT partner, so we're, we're going to craft a plan for you that, that is convenient with your budget. Now, at that same time, the the plan is 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 made to be convenient for you but there's also the the investment that you have to you know, be willing to take of knowing that these these people who are coming to me with this suggestion they are the experts and they're the ones that are providing me with the most adequate information uh to get these particular tasks done um to to implement you know new hardware to 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 roll over my emails from this unsecure, <laughs> you know, att.net that, you know, is probably no longer supported uh, to, to a Microsoft, uh, to a Google uh, workspace or so. Um, and these are the platforms uh, that I'm calling out. They're, they're, they're partners of ours as well. So, And it's also looking at these are secure platforms, and there are ways and tools that to make them secure for your business and that's where we come in as castle technology partners of we want to secure your castle so the the idea going back to just the name why castle technology partners uh, castle technology partners you know your it should be the backbone that is protecting your business from all the outside threats and internal threats. Your business is your castle, and we're your technology partners to secure your castle. Also, we keep talking about hardware. There's a whole other side of this in the MSP side that we can talk about. What is that? That's a rhetorical question, TJ. <laughs> your internal processes, your internal IT processes. So as an M MSP, we can come in. We can train your staff on using password management. We can train your staff on multi-factor authentication. We can come in and we can craft a backup solution for you to 
disaster recovery is such a big deal where we live along the Gulf Coast. The hurricane, two weeks before the hurricane hit, is not the time to sit down and figure out what you're going to do for a disaster recovery. We can sit down with you. We can have plans in place ready to go before the storm hits. And, and, and just expounding upon that, you know, the, the term disaster recovery or, or business continuity, um, what happens, you know, how long can you live without your data, your business? How long can your business actually live without your data is the question. So if there was a hurricane, because we're <laughs> on the outskirts of hurricane season now, but if, you know, there was a hurricane, if there was a, a fire to your to your building, if there was a tornado or just some kind of disaster that were to happen, how long can your business stay down? What happens if you lose all of your your data, your information to your business, and and these are the questions that as business owners uh, we have to think about, and we have to come up with a strategy or partner with someone who will help us develop that strategy. Uh, and and I, I always I always look at that as one of the critical critical areas for each business. Now, uh, and another big thing that sticks forth on my mind is to the fact that when you're creating your business, you think about, you know, your business name, you think about what, what, what is this going to cause? You get your accounting in order. You think about your marketing, you think about all these other areas, but one of the most critical areas that most business owners don't take in consideration is the IT. And it is the one that can cost them or not cost them. It's the one that can protect their business or not. If you have the correct tools in place, it will protect your business. It, I think it's also not just protecting your business, but depending on your business, there's an amazing amount of opportunity that you miss out on if you can't operate. So if you're shut down, if you're a contractor, if you're a roofer, if you cannot immediately get back up and running, there's opportunity that, that you're missing out on. Right. So this goes into a concept of um, the cost of downtime. Right. So not just the cost of, hey, I'm, you know, I'm losing money that should be coming in, but what about all of the unrealized gains that you also are losing because – you can't get that new. You have your usual coming in. Now you can't get the new because, hey, I'm down or because, hey, I got slow computer equipment. I spend five minutes just waiting on my computer to, to come up. Now, five minutes to most people may seem like a small bit of time, but if you add five minutes on, on six different occasions throughout the day, there's 30 minutes. You add it through the week, you got two and a half hours. So how much did your business actually lose in two and a half hours amongst 10 employees? Which then, of course, if we do the math, we got 23 hours. Right. <laughs> so in talking with different business owners, uh, you know, th the conversation does come up. Well, I could just hire somebody, you know, in-house to do this for me instead of, you know, you guys. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, and then the, the the second question that I have for you is, why outsource? 
So when I get the question, why can't I just hire my own in-house IT person? Absolutely you can. You can hire your own person and it works great until they go on vacation or they get sick or they quit. We fall in that sweet spot where you know you need somebody, but you aren't ready to hire a complete IT support staff. The biggest thing for me with Castle was I didn't want to do it until I knew we could do it and ramp up fast enough to we, where we had the adequate staff to support it. When you start looking at an MSP provider, you should find one that has an adequate staff. When you start looking at MSP providers, think of it just like your own internal IT staff. You want to find one that's big enough that has enough people where if somebody gets sick, somebody goes on vacation, it doesn't affect your operation. You want to find someone who has dedicated server guys. You want to find someone who has dedicated desktop support people, dedicated hardware support people. We can also work with people who have limited IT in-house staff. Mm -hmm. If you have somebody that just has one person and needs backup from time to time, we can also fill that backup role. The same tools that we use with our customers, they can use in-house at their site. I heard you, and I and what was the thought that was going through my mind is sometimes it's not good to have a one man, you know, and and not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but that's that's where you brought the point in, you know, hey, you can have uh, us as a partner for your IT person who you have in house that can then help them wherever they need help at from time to time, or or, or make sure that they have the correct tools. Uh, to empower them so that you can have growth within your company. IT is too important to have one person. Yeah. It runs your business. You know, the big joke in, in IT is, well, it happens if I get hit by the bus. Apparently everybody in IT is always getting hit by buses. And that's the biggest <laughs> fear. The biggest fear with a one-man shop is what happens if that person gets hit? Who knows where all the passwords are? Who knows where all the backups are? Who knows who to call when things don't work? I know a lot of guys who are the primary IT guys in a, in, in a business uh, along the Gulf Coast and across the, the nation, and they're they're open to though that that help to come in and because it really you know if you got one guy. And you got ten other employees. He's he's taking care of all these ten. And then what happens when you grow, and you get five more employees? But it's not worth the cost of a whole another body in the IT department. You know, so the the scalability in your business when partnered with an MSP company is pretty pretty great. Uh, is is is. <laughs> Is my limited vocabulary term to 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 use on that one? It's just like okay, if I have five people this month and I have fifteen people next month, how quick can the one man get me up compared to the MSP? The the biggest thing to think about with us and in in house IT staff, we're there to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. So, 
whatever shortcomings you have or they have, that's where we're, where we're there to fill. To strengthen your, their business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's reality. You know, uh, along this uh, podcast, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and quite frankly, the beautiful, like me, of the IT world. So, you know, and, and hopefully along the way, we, we deliver information to you as business owners, as aspiring business owners, or just professionals out in the work field of, of what the nature of this IT business is. So, Jeff, you know, let's, let's learn something about you. As long as, you know, we're, we're talking about the existence of Executone, to idea come of the Gulf Coast and then Castle Technology Partners, but you know you've been around for uh, a minute in this company yourself. So, because when we, because you know, just a little backstory on on myself. You know, I'm born and raised right here in Baldwin County, like you. Okay, and you know, graduated from high school. You know, yesterday. That's what I. That's my story, and I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> Uh, graduated from high school over a decade ago, and and, and you know, I, as I went to South Alabama, I, I began to, you know, kind of venture out and see, you know, got in a little, got in a little academic trouble over at South because you know, young, eighteen years old. Then uh, I remember my dad being like, "Hey, you either find a way to get your grades up and get your head right, or you, you pretty much, you know, go find a job. And if you can't do either of those, I'm gonna find a job for you." Uh, and I didn't want that job he was gonna find. And I actually started working for a local car dealer. And from there was my exposure to to business. And 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 I just grew from there where it was marketing and sales and I, I jumped into IT even in that, that particular dealership and and graduated from South Alabama and began to work more with various businesses as just learning their processes and learning how their marketing works, learning how their sales work in their IT infrastructure. And it, it, it accumulates to, to who I am today of still working with various different businesses. And I love going in and learning about what they do, what service they provide to the public or, or, or to the private sector, or, you know, and just how your processes work, how I can help to make that process better. Just with you being the president of, of, of exec, you know, I almost said Executone, uh, idea come of the Gulf Coast and Castle Technology Partners. Uh, uh, what's, what's your back story? I started out in 94 in Executone. Hardware guy pulling cable, punching jacks down, installing phone systems, installing nurse call equipment in hospitals. Graduated from the University of South Alabama in 2000. Go Jacks. And have been along for the ride since then. The internet started around that time. And it was really the, the change from the hardware-based things we did in the 80s and the 90s to IT-based cloud systems where we are today. So you've you've definitely seen uh, the growth and the the, the evolution of uh, 
big data and the internet was very interesting because, you know, I guess by the time you were graduating from college, I was uh, riding my second bike. You were riding your second bike? <laughs> Had the first one, took the training wheels off. <laughs> you know, thank you all for tuning in today to Technology and Tangents, Episode 1. Uh, we we invite you to come back and listen to our next series of episodes, which will be on cybersecurity. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you again.